everybody. Welcome to episode 272 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and today... We have a guest as promised. We have a guest as promised, so I'm not the only bearded person on this <laughs> podcast. <Yes. laughs> um, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Andy Radzewski. I am a cinematographer. Um and pr- shooting pretty much all long-form narrative uh, TV and movies with a little tiny sprinkling of um, commercials. Yeah. So so you're basically what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. You, yeah. The, the, at least on paper. Right. Right. I don't right, know right. if you uh, you know the rest of it. Maybe not so much. Right. But um, yeah. yeah. So I think so. We've watched a couple things that you've worked on. Um, I think the first thing I might have seen was uh, the murders at Starved Rock. Is that that was? Oh yeah, yeah. Not too long ago, I think. Um, and I for him it probably was probably no yeah. Concept yeah. Of time. Well, like I said, the concept of time. I'm like, I think I don't know. I saw that like not too long ago, but it could have been five years ago for all I know. Um, but um, I I always want to ask you know because we've had a couple we've had a couple guests on that that have done docuseries and things like that and i always find those so interesting because you know you're you're with these people this entire time and you're sort of trying to remain uh you're kind of switzerland and everything right you're there to to get the story and not really uh pick a side um as a viewer you know, I was going through the gamut of that whole thing as well. Just like, you know, okay, the, 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 the evidence is going this way. And then it's like, you hit the end towards the end. And then you start getting into like, the transgressions, let's say, of some of his family members. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like that, that threw me totally. I was like, he would, that what happened now? <laughs> like, what, what did he do? Um, and so I always wonder, like, how how that like when that information hits hits you, because, you know, we get it in this beautifully edited form. And, you know, so when you get that information, are you behind the camera? Like, what did what did they just say? Yeah, it's a it's a, a very strange thing. And I, I first should say, so I stepped into that project. So just to give the shout out to uh, Gabriel Pate, mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure he was he did most of the documentary shooting Mm -hmm. he had to step away for a show so i came in and picked it up Mm -hmm. um and then i did all the recreations and everything and so um i didn't get to experience as much of what you're talking about Mm -hmm. uh, because i ended up jumping in once people were already comfortable so i was kind of getting like little little bits where i was like wait what this is bananas (laughs) yeah but without having a lot of backstory so i my i had sort of a truncated version of that um but really ultimately there is you know uh, empathy Mm -hmm. like is always helpful trying not to judge and just kind of being there with them and truthfully there is i do think there is a piece of that that happens naturally when you're in a room with somebody it's much easier to just be like oh this is a person right. and just like all people that they're very flawed it's it's almost i think in a way that's part of what you're trying to capture with a lot of documentary work is you're trying to capture the humanity of a person even if that person is has done some monstrous things mm-hmm. or or something like that. So I, I do think it's 
easier when you're there with them uh just to just to feel for them and and not judge as much and it, it's interesting too because you know we were shooting this um during um the the like toward the end of trump's terms mm-hmm. wait wait is that right no <laughs> time we were talking about this before recording now i can't remember no that's right right 20 i don't even remember now anyway the point the point being that it, we were shooting you know we were in smaller towns very rural and um a lot more conservative and you know i live in los angeles like i'm in such a liberal bubble mm-hmm. and and even just that element being around people you're like oh right like everybody's a sweetheart like mm-hmm. there's no yeah. you know and and there's this this um tendency i think for folks these days especially with politics to like demonize anybody who doesn't yep. agree, agree with them yeah. and yeah. whatever and i think it, that your question kind of ties into that for me somehow is like it's easy to um react or be judgmental or whatever mm-hmm. and unless you're in a room with a person uh and then and then you you kind of remember like oh we this is a person and people are flawed but also kind of like you know decent right. for the yeah. most part right yeah so there is, is there is it's it's a weird mix and i think that's part of the power of really all storytelling not just doc is like trying to get that empathy going yeah mm-hmm. i was just gonna say that you know even when you're an actor let's say and you want to portray a character who is flawed and maybe even outright evil there's still that person still has goals and dreams and wants to do things and so you tap into that and i think to your point like finding the the root of any good story or character b or whatever it is is finding that that thread right of whatever that person wants to accomplish and has accomplished is going regardless of whether or not it's evil or or good or whatever you know you you want to find that to tell that that story of that that person yeah yeah and i i would you know the two of you 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 guys are creating so much so i think like trying that that trying i have written in ages but it, that that creation of like depth in a character mm-hmm. but also having empathy but also having flaws like that's a hard thing i when i a million years ago when i did write that was always one of the struggles my lead characters in particular were always so boring. Like other people were really interesting, but like the leads just kind of sat there as things happened around them. They uh-huh. were just observational. And, and I just never, because I was like, well, I don't want them to be, you know, like mean to whoever. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, the, and I, I, it really made, so like all the other characters in the pieces were way more interesting yeah. than the lead. The lead was always kind of lame. Yeah. I think uh, that's so common I, though. Like, you know, at, as an actor, I always say, I've said on the show so many times that my goal is to land not the lead role, but like that really great supporting role. It's always the supporting yeah. actors that you're like, they kind of steal the show. Even some, you know, sometimes they're they're not even in the movie very for very long. But that character, I don't know. It's like it's almost like you have something to prove, right? Because you're just like, well, I'm not the well, I lead. Think, and I think like... especially in, in in bigger budget stuff, but certainly trickles down to smaller budget stuff. I'm sure is mm-hmm. that you know you have the the film itself is kind of uh, uh, watered down, I guess, to be more palatable because it's an investment, and you want more people to watch it, and you want to be uh, uh, you know you want to be as as 
enticing as possible to as many people as possible, then mm. that trickles down to your main character where you want that person to be that way as well. And then so right. you can take chances with your ancillary, you know, your your side characters and stuff. But, uh, you know, that is an unfortunate thing that we see a lot, especially with, you know, the bigger the budget, the the kind of more they're aiming for the lowest common denominator, whatever that is, mm. right? And so... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You're like creating a four quadrant. Yeah, exactly. Human. Just yeah. like, oh, children and old people and <laughs> yeah. left and right. And yeah. 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 No, it's true. And you're right. And you're, I think you're absolutely right. Also like to tie money into it. It's, it does feel like as something becomes more expensive, this is maybe true just across the board in the world. I'm sure. Yeah. You need it to then be, uh, relatable or endearing or, or attractive to as many people as possible because it just you know it's it's about money yeah, yeah. The nobody's spread of that nobody's giving anything a lot of money to anything without wanting a return on that you know and i understand right. that and that's fine but i do feel like that um when people take chances that's when something new arises that people now can say, oh, look, you can make money off this. So now they'll jump on that bandwagon, whatever. But nobody wants to be that first kind of thing, which yeah. is usually why it ends up being something... Um, Generic. Well, no, it ends up being something like a get out, right? Where you can you can take mm. a $10 million or $5 million movie and, and you, you have a little bit more chance to, you know, to, to be risky with that stuff. Um, and, um, you know, those are obviously the stuff that that we love and most people like because it's something new and fresh and exciting. And then, you know, it's the, you know, they start to kind of, kind of water it down. But like, I'm, I'm curious for me with my kind of, uh, DP brain and, 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 and whatever, like I'm, I'm so intrigued with the, the lately, especially with the whole logistical side of cinematography and everything, because I'm kind of at like a crossroads, right. Where I want to, kind of get more work as a as a cinematographer and stuff and so just go because i'm the type of person like i can i'm confident in that i can film something and make it look however the director wants or i want or whatever like we want this lighting we want whatever we this is what we want to do with the camera whatever it is but the logistical side of it is a whole other kind of thing in and of itself where you are hiring crew and camera rentals and lens rentals and all that sort of stuff so i'm kind of curious as to when you first started getting into this like what was it about that side of it that really kind of opened your eyes and like well wow this is a whole kind of new thing here with this stuff yeah i mean it's a it's a good question and a big question yeah um it's we're hitting you right at the beginning it's like yeah (laughs) perfect let's get let's get into it yeah, it, it's really it's really something else. Like the the logistics of it become so dominant. Yeah. Like it's really, um, it can it can often take over. You know, like where so you're forgetting to put time into, or just not having time to put into the creative. And it's really I've I'm now lucky enough that I've I've shot enough shows where. I've picked up habits. I learned lessons from other shows and from mistakes. Uh, but yeah, the logistics are, man, they're such a beast. And really, you know, every job's a little different. It really makes a difference who you're working with. Um, but, you know, the last show that I did, which um, w- it was the biggest show I've ever done, like in, in 
basically in every way. Um, it's called Our Flag Means Death. It's in a, a Max or HBO yeah. yeah. or I don't know what we call it now. I love anything with Taika. Um, <laughs> anything with Taika. Yeah. Yeah. That man, that guy has his fingers in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even while we were shooting, like, you know, he, I, we'd be shooting and then Friday you rap like, oh, great. You come back Monday morning. And I remember there was a weekend where, you know, we, we were shooting with him Friday. He was back on Monday. Maybe he missed a day, maybe something like, but I saw, I was like, wait, there was some like Daniel Craig commercial for maybe vodka, I think. And Taika had flown to London or wherever and directed this big budget commercial just like over the weekend. And then one <laughs> other weekend he hosted like the MTV movie awards or something like yeah. a music video, something like yeah. that. Like, that and he had two shows going at the same time. He had another show he was producing and starring in happening at the same time. So he was flying back and forth. Like he is he is a machine. Yeah. And a delight. A delightful machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, like so talking about logistics, like I can't imagine being his producer, mm. needing to because you're really juggling so many things. Um but to get back to kind of your original question, I um that show was so big. It's a lot of it's a lot of um, effects. There's a lot of like both practical and uh, visual effects, like com computer generated. Mm -hmm. Big cast. You're jumping around. You know, for, you'll be shooting a scene from one episode, and then the next scene is from three episodes later. And and you're you know what what time of day. Uh, is this what what did, what how did this cut into the last one yeah. like somebody exits left to right like how, and so a big thing the crew was incredible on that top to bottom and i really trusted everybody else to do their job mm -hmm. uh and so there's a as you kind of go up uh the ladder or in scale you're often working with more experienced people and you can leave a lot of the logistical work to the people who need to track that, you know, like what, whatever somebody exiting screen direction, I can ask, I'll talk to the script supervisor, see if they have a note. If they don't have it, I can often find somebody just say, hey, could you pull up the shot that we did a month ago and just see where this is? So there's like a big team mm -hmm. that helps. So it does take some of the uh, pressure off. And then in terms of like equipment orders and camera orders, uh, I've really, my, the first to AC generally is really taking that on. Like I'm, I'm like, Hey, I need to make sure that we have this filter pack for these scenes or these days, or, uh, you know, that we, we have a specialty zoom shot. So, and then I just kind of let the, my first AC know, and then they coordinate with a production coordinator. So there's really a lot of people helping take things off of my plate, mm. uh, which is, it would be impossible otherwise. Now that said, um, I do also shoot small projects, shorts and, and indies. And it is, I have to think differently when I'm doing those. Like it really, right. some things like that are coming back onto my plate, or maybe you have a less experienced, whatever, art team, grip team, anything. And so then I start picking things back up. Right. And 
just making sure because I'm like, well, somebody's going to, what if somebody drops the ball here? We'll be screwed and I'll make a backup plan or I'll make the A plan. So it really like job to job changes. And then I, I'd be curious for the two of you, like how you, when you have a project going, how much um, stress or anxiety you tend to carry or are you good at keeping that at bay because I find that that's one of my big things is like I know that I need on the weekend I need a day where I'm really not talking to anybody yeah. I really just need to like I need to shut up I mm. need, and so usually I drive off to some trees and <laughs> yeah. around there well I like kind a, of it's well, I love I mean, that to be fair I love we're that. usually heavily medicated through yeah, most yeah. of our production yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no, yeah he he I, likes I, I enjoy that. like the the stress, I guess, or the the problem solving mm. that you got to do on set. I really kind of enjoy that because it's, you know, at least for it. And I say this knowing mm. that what's at stake is my own, is something that it's, we're funding our own films. So if I mess right. something up, it's, it's whatever. Then I got to pay the extra money to have another day or come back for reshoots or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So that definitely like allows takes a, takes a lot off our shoulders in terms of I mean yes it is more money so there is that stress but it's not a stress of like getting fired or ruining a project for somebody or, or costing somebody else more money or whatever it is so there is that luxury although we certainly try our best to not ever have to do that obviously yeah. it's not like something we lean on ever but there is I guess that in the back of your head like kind of thing that helps relieve a lot of that stress so for but for me I really enjoy being in that playground of like all right we were supposed to shoot here and it's now it's raining. And so our lighting setup's messed up. So what are we going to do? Let's figure out a new kind of setup that we can do that accommodates this, what we're in. So I kind of, I, I really enjoy that, that stuff. Um, not that I could live there forever, you know, but, <laughs> right. yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you, but when you have this problem and you solve it and, and it ends up coming out better than it did originally, like that's those kind of moments are just like, oh man, they're just, there's nothing like it. It's just so great. Also, what you said was interesting, right? Where um, I I had said to to Paul recently, because he's he's had an interest in in wanting to actually be able to DP other people's work, not just our stuff. And um, I said, you know, it would be a really great opportunity if you were able to like shadow a DP on these bigger sets so that you can actually see how that functions, because it's it's two completely different worlds. You know, it's almost like. The more budget you have, the more you're able to just kind of focus on your thing, like you said, because there's so many moving parts and everybody has their little part in that. Whereas when we're running a set, I mean, to be fair, if, you know, if the shit hits the fan, he's a he's a great kind of DP to have because we're used to that. We're like, well, there is nobody to yeah. rely on. We're used to having to problem solve all this stuff. So, like, we'll figure it out. Um, but, you know, then we've had guests on that are like, oh, yeah, I made the mistake of like pushing a button on the camera and then they freaked out because we were fined or whatever because yeah, someone else had to push the button because it was stuff. a union yeah, yeah, sure. rule and we, i didn't know that. you know it's right. things like that yeah, that yeah. he's so used to being hands-on that he would be costing them just hundreds of dollars a day because he'd be talking directly to people that you're not allowed to talk to and you know all <laughs> these these crazy rules that we don't have on our sets you know and uh yeah yeah I, I will say I actually I wouldn't like that stuff has served me really well. I came from all indie. I, like I said, I still shoot that stuff, um, but I came from shooting things where I'm the whole crew, right? You know? yeah. And 
and it definitely like I just, people definitely get mad at me here and there when I'm like, you know, we're about to roll. Sometimes we're already rolling, and I'm like, hold, 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 and I run in, and I just like I'm tweaking a plant. I'm like, ah, I need to, and you know, that's somebody's job, right? yeah. and. <laughs> So like people do not like that. Yeah. And, but usually, you know, I'm very, I work really hard to, I, I want everybody to feel like we are doing this as a team. Yes. Mm -hmm. People know, cause I know there are a lot of DPs who do that and they don't, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're just like, I'm going to do this. This I'm, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I just have that tendency from doing so many projects where I'm, I'm doing everything. And people recognize that pretty quickly. Like they're like, "Oh, he like he he's trying to help." Like he and they they're like, "Hey, I'm right here. I'm right here." And then they'll learn that like if if they walk away, I will run out and touch them. So yeah. you know, people don't love it because it is their job, but also it it still happens all the time. I do it all the time, and people, as long as you're not a dick about yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, totally understand what's happening and just like you just gotta learn like okay right right hey excuse me could you you know yeah 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 I think what it's the intention that. right like you're saying it's like they the, know they, the intention yeah. yeah they know exactly that you're not running out there because you think they did a horrible job putting that plant there it's just because I just want to tweak it a little bit just yeah, for the shot and I don't want to waste time your job communicating is to, to you and then having yeah. you you know like that sort of yeah. stuff yeah so that that's always and, been my kind of big hang up is is like the the rules of the of the of the you know the rules of everything right because when it comes to a creative yeah. perspective i feel like i could probably handle bigger stuff than i work on but when it comes to the logistical and technical side of it then it gets a little and i think most people are that way right when i started playing music i was the same way i could play write a cool song but i don't know why this song sounds cool and what chord progressions i'm using but I know it sounds yeah. cool, so it's that that whole thing, and I think a lot. I think a lot of people probably start off that way. Yeah, and I think that always stays as the core. It certainly is for me. Like I, you know, I've gone on to jobs where I was like, I have no idea what this particular piece of equipment is, or how are we going to light this wide a space at night? Mm -hmm. Like, right. like I know that lights go in the sky. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know what and. You know, you you kind of learn slowly, and and again, I just rely on my crew. Uh, I think you know, I, I had a gaffer who had experience with bigger lights. I had, you know, it that's and that's where hiring makes a difference too. Is the the jobs where I was taking some kind of leap uh, in terms of the scope of a thing, and maybe I'm dealing with logistics or technical challenges that I I don't have any tricks yet, uh, or at least at the time then I hire somebody who has some experience with that. Somebody who, and you know, that gets tricky too, is, yeah. is navigating. I've had that in multiple What are you going to do your job for you, buddy? You know, that whole thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so people are like that. And especially when I was younger, like now with a little gray in my beard, like it's a little, <laughs> it's a little easier. But um, I've definitely had gaffers challenge me on set in mm -hmm. front of crews. I've had um, assistant cameras challenge me. Like, I don't, this setting is wrong. And, you're, and it's really difficult to deal with that. I, I'm conflict averse. I don't like yeah, dealing same. with that. I don't like that. Yeah, so that stuff. So a lot of the navigation of those things for me, it's, it's amazing how much of my filmmaking approach is sort of my life 
approach mm -hmm. is like one is helping the other and it's like okay i know that i am conflict diverse so fighting my way through something doesn't really serve me mm -hmm. so I, my deal is like stay calm do whatever you want on the inside freak the fuck out inside. <laughs> but ex i try really to stay calm and yeah. you know i i had an incident with a gaffer who was very early in our shoot was like was challenging approach to things in front of the crew like he was and so i had this moment where i was like this is all falling apart this is and i just and so he said something with a tone i didn't love mm. uh, and again it, it i don't really and i pulled him aside i said can we go can we go talk for a minute so people saw that i pulled him aside and then I just said, look, man, like, you don't have to ever agree with me. I want your opinion always, but you, we are not going to communicate this way. This right. is not, you will not be on this job if, if this is how you're going to communicate with me. Right. Uh, and, and it's fine. Like, I don't, because like, I loved his, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, his way of being, and, you know, and look, I, he, he did an incredible job for me. Um, but I will, I won't hire him again. Yeah. You know? right. Like yeah. it was, it's, but he was really good, but his way of being around crew, that's something else that I take very seriously is just how is everybody's day going? Am I making it harder or am I making yeah. it yeah, better? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, so. that's a big thing for us. And we've talked about it before, but a big thing for us is like, you know, uh, I will certainly take a, a less seasoned person in whatever role if, we get along and their vibe is great and they're here for the right reasons. They want to help. They want to do this thing. And they don't have to love our film, but they have to love mm -hmm. what they do. And they have to be able to kind of bring that attitude of like, let's make something good here. Let's not, yeah. you know, let's, let's do that. And so for me, that is much more important than talent because talent can be learned. If you have an interest in something, you can always learn and be better at it. But attitude yeah. is something that like, I just, I, I, I can't tolerate that. There's just so much, going on on any given set even our small little sets there's so many moving parts and i don't have time to explain to you why i want the light over there if you have a better idea i want to hear it for sure but i don't need you yeah. like fighting with me about i think we've always we've been pretty XY lucky with that we only we've been had, very lucky with that yeah. there's been two occasions and um so he's he is much like you whereas i am kind of like the tasmanian devil right so it's like when i see something going on although I treat everybody re with respect, but I have no problem confronting somebody. So mm. one time where it did kind of, it, it was tough because we were dealing with, um, normally he DPs, but he was, it was a skit that we were filming and he was in the skit. So we had a friend who was DPing, um, well, yeah, yeah. who is like n borderline misogynistic at times. And so mm. I was sort of directing and co-directing with him and when I would make notes or if I would ask him to do something he would look to Paul for confirmation as to whether he should right. do that and it's like hi <laughs> this yeah. is our film company and like just please do what I'm asking you to do and since he was a friend you know I was like trying to that was the time that I was like I'm just gonna bite my tongue here because I don't want to make things uncomfortable for everyone else on set I have no problem confronting you but then everything's gonna be weird because there was really nowhere for me to pull you aside we're like filming in our house and I was like I'll have to let that yeah. go but we were uh, uh one of our the the one person that I'm always like if we ever are able to get a good budget for me I'm like I don't 
hair and makeup, I'll deal with it. Like, it, it's nice. It's lovely. You know, once you've had hair and makeup, you're like, this is great. But like, that's fine. I'll do that myself. Uh, I, I, we don't need trailers. We don't do any, you know, fun things like that. We're, we're, we're playing 100 roles and wearing 100 hats. But like, can we please get a focus puller? Because that right. takes so much of his time when he's playing the part of co-director, DP, and then having to pull focus at the same time because he's like paying attention to the focus and then we're an hour and a half into the shoot and it's like, you haven't directed me in anything right. because he's got to no. not only watch watch what he's doing in terms of operating the camera, but now it's like, is this in focus? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, our monitor, we have like a little external monitor that we have and now we have like a bigger one that somebody else can watch. But especially in the beginning when we couldn't afford that, the screens on the camera are like the like a size of a playing card. And that looks great on the playing card. And then, you know, you start to upload everything and you're like, the whole fucking thing is just barely out of focus. Like it's not horrible, but it's driving me nuts because it's, it's not we'll quite there. It's, fine. <laughs> it's always like, oh my God. And so we Having being able to have a focus puller, we had that on one shoot. I was like, oh, that is like all I ever want from now on. <laughs> it's just someone to be like, can you just make sure that whatever he's pointing at is in right. focus? Well, I think, and, and I, well, but my, my point was yeah. that that was the one time that we had somebody who was a young kid. We were trying to go with that, right? He was didn't have a lot of experience, but he had a good eye and he mm. was good with color and stuff like that. So we're like, all right, he's kind of on the same plane as us and that's cool and we were going in like chill but you know the reality was that he was quite young and like at that time we'd already had probably 12 years experience on him and yeah. um so he we did a test run in the house and he brought his focus puller and whatever and it wasn't really quite working and he was like oh it sometimes does this i'm already nervous i'm like if we're on set We've just lost 40 minutes trying to get this, you know, for you to set up your focus puller that's not quite working. And so I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And so then Paul was like, look, I have I have access to the, that exact same focus puller. So I'm going to bring just so we have a second one on set, like, God forbid something happens. And he yeah. kind of kind of took offense to that. Hmm. And we were like, yeah. in what world would you not welcome having another focus puller yeah. like it, it, anything can happen but he his ego took over yeah. and he was like told texting paul like you know you're being really paranoid and i was like no we're done here because <laughs> he was willing to like get him he was willing to take it he's like it's fine i was like no it's not fine because i don't do that ego shit but look this is our set we're hiring you in like don't talk to us that way and we lucked out in being able to get a focus puller at the last minute, but he was ready to do it himself. I was like, I don't care if we have to add another day to the shoot yeah. to give you more time to pull focus, but I'm not going to tiptoe around somebody on my own set. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so interesting, too, because on it tends to be like smaller and leaner, meaner sets where you have um you know less experienced people very mm -hmm. often unless you've really pulled some favors but you can only do that so right. many times and <laughs> and it, it's and connected to like less experience or youth tends to be ego mm. and 
And, and you know what? I, I take back the youth part. I, I know a lot of uh, old timers. <laughs> Seasoned with ego, ego yeah, yeah, havers. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I really, I, I talk about it all the time, but I do think that so much of filmmaking, and especially when you talk about getting into a bigger machine, it's just, it's like navigating ego it, and, and your own, especially too. Right. Like it, it's just so much ego and there's so much, there are nerves, there's paranoia. It's such a competitive industry mm -hmm. and there's money on the, like it's time, it's all these things. And so it's just this soup that it, it's like getting just to that boiling point. Like you can feel stress always yeah. floating around. Yep. And so it, people are ready to pop. And then there's the ego is always in there. Like we all want praise. We all want to do, feel like we're good at anything really. <laughs> but it, it really, I try so hard, which, you know, I fail constantly, but I try so hard to like squash the ego and let, you know, let the, the situation be what it'll be like, let go of things. I think, uh, being, um, a cinematographer, obviously the director is above me. And so that's who I'm, and very often there will be a, a disagreement on something basic, like, oh, let's get this shot and that shot. And like, well, what if we shot it for, you know, whatever, just mm -hmm. like yeah, what yeah. kind of shot or what pieces of coverage. Um, and I'm constantly like, oh, oh, what a missed opportunity. Like I like every single scene I've ever shot in my yeah, life, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like we could have, you know, but then, but I'm like, no, but that's, that's my, I want to always express my opinion and feel like that's okay. But really knowing that that's that hierarchy it, is it allows me to let go sure. a little bit. Um, and I think, I think for folks, especially on smaller sets, because you, you just by the nature of there being fewer people, you, no matter who you are, a focus puller, a gaffer, a DP, a director, your voice is, has a little more to it because mm -hmm. there are just fewer yep. voices to compete with and i think we all have this desire to be heard and you know it's hard to especially when you're running a smaller set to give people like let them feel like they're part of the team but also be like but yeah. this is my set <laughs> right this is my call like i'm gonna run it how i see fit so it, it's it's such a tricky balance and i find it fascinating i think like that's it's like human psychology just in a in a in a near boiling pot of soup yeah, yeah. I think yeah but like I we, we're, we've lucked out like when we talk to people that they're like how are you guys not divorced like and i'm just like i mean that's, I, I, that's I the know. ultimate testament i think yeah, to our ability I, to yeah. compromise it's just like and it's not to say that like we we had this little like uh, like a, a kind of running joke where it'd be like all right there's one fight per shoot like, are we doing this now? Is this the fight? Like, are we going to fight about this? And then, and that it always worked out like that. There'd be like this one disagreement, this one like blowout. And then we'd be like, all right, we're good. <laughs> like, and we'd be fine for the rest of it. Um, but, you know, Amazing. I don't, I don't, I appreciate, I, I had to man the camera once for something he was doing. And I was like, I never want to fucking do that again. And not because... <laughs> I didn't appreciate that it. That we don't step on each other's yeah, toes. Yeah, we don't step on each other's toes. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm yeah. an actor and I, I co-direct with him. But like when we co-direct, we understand that like, we're co-directing. It's not like, well, you directed the last scene. It's my turn. You know, we're just like, let's get this mm, done. It's yeah, not who yeah, did yeah. what on what scene. But, you know. We don't care about credit. Ever. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like having to, having to, like 
the camera was stressing me out. <laughs> I was just like, how do you do this? I mean, and it was for me, it was probably 70 percent focus because I was I kept going like, I swear this looks like it's in focus to me, but I'm so scared of this. And I was going to sit at the computer after this and be like, okay, because that happened before we filmed on another camera. And he's like, the whole thing was out of focus. I was like, the whole thing? He's like, yeah, we got to pull out the black magic. I was like, oh, God. So then I was running that. I was so scared. I was like, okay. Yeah. Wait, which okay so this button he's like don't don't, don't punch that I'm like okay don't punch that. <laughs> I was just like I never want to do this again <laughs> like, but it was fascinating still you know still you know you're like wow you're you're capturing this it's just I'm not I'm not cut out for it it was <laughs> definitely not maybe if I could like That's... shadow and be like all right but when you're just throwing in the spot like that I was like this is a lot to a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts to have to be paying attention to and then, you know, yeah. are, are, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah. in front of the camera? Yeah. And, you know, did you so. use your right arm in the last take? I don't, yeah. You know, like, yeah, you know, just, I wasn't paying attention right. to things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really I mean, it's it's I mean, that's why it's it's a job is because it yeah. is a lot like yeah. it's so. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's so it's such a fascinating thing talking about like scale of a project, because like I said earlier, you know, I, on these bigger jobs, there are people who are real professionals who are in charge of each little piece so i get to worry less about it Mm. but then the price of that is that that the whole machine man i can't tell you how slow everything is like it's it's and so you're just like oh okay like we're just gonna we were shooting this side now we're gonna turn around and look at this person and it's like okay all the actors go see you in an hour Yeah. (laughs) yeah and like the whole machine and so it is, I've been lucky that I've had the opportunity to be on varying sizes of projects, but it's fascinating how quickly, no matter what size I'm on, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do the other size. Mm. Like, yeah. it's like, if yeah, I'm on a right. small one, I can't <laughs> wait for a big one. If I'm on a big one, I can't wait for a small one. Because it, it it's a different set of muscles in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, the creative is the creative, that which is so wonderful that that stays central like it's still storytelling you're still how do you mm-hmm. how do you connect this person to that how do you make the scene tense what the creative is always the creative which is so nice because it can get intimidating when you start you know getting bigger crews or bigger toys yeah but ultimately it's like no no that that stuff's fun but like really the, the the filmmaking is the filmmaking but man the stuff that comes with it is that's the hard stuff. That's the yeah. navigation, you yeah. know, like what, what's, um, for, for the various, uh, shoots you guys have done, what's the longest, like amount of days uh, like, uh, that you've shot? Um, six? No. Cause we started. Oh, the division. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't even count division because that was like so far in the beginning. I think of that when we did a vital sign, that was four whole days and we left on the fifth day. And all in a row? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. with the cast and crew living in and one house. We all house lived in one farmhouse. Oh, house. whoa, crazy. <clears throat> yeah, because we got the farmhouse and... Um, that you know, shit was actually crazy. Yeah, that was like our first real we, experience with like... Because we had the focus puller, you know? Yeah, we're like, we had, oh shit. <laughs> we, had, we had a sound guy that we used for our previous short. Um, Who got into like, a car accident yeah, so the he day got in, before the shoot. Yeah. Oh, no. So he had, luckily, as professional as he is, we, lo- we still love the guy, but as professional as he is, yeah. he found a replacement 
and the replacement was willing to work at the at, at that the, rate at that rate and blah 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 right. and the guy he was whatever and so yeah. Um, but but, but I did still, it's like now we, uh, we talked had a... off the ledge though when he was like, "I'm not gonna make it," and I was like, "Whole shoot's fucked. We're done." <laughs> and I was just like, "It's over. It's over." <laughs> like, yeah. And our our friend who, you know, I mean, we credit him as as the executive producer. He gave us 500 bucks. You know, he 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 donated. So we're like, "You're the executive producer because you gave us the most money." You know, I was on the phone with him. He's like, "Sashia, it's gonna be all right. Like, just if it's a failure, at least you tried. But don't." don't give up now just like do the shoot like i was like why is this happening <laughs> you know so yeah. and well, we still yeah. still got through it but. yeah yeah it was um I and mean, we've certainly shot longer like more days but those i think were the most consecutive days yeah. um right yeah yeah right. but it was uh that, that was a lot of fun yeah what about you it, probably yeah. a million <laughs> yeah well i think that's why i was kind of curious because it's it's i find like I, there's a, a feature when, that i'm i'm you know gonna interview for and, I, and i'm reading it and it's a shorter shoot like mm -hmm. for the feature it's it's three weeks mm -hmm. um and so that's you know tight like because i'm always paying attention to page count and how many days like how many pages and i maybe that's the question i should have asked because i feel like the page count can get so big yeah. and so you're just sprinting from top to bottom yeah. and but lately i've been shooting tv uh mm -hmm. for the past several years and you know that's like three months and yeah. so you everything is like the the way that i live my life is totally because you're not sprinting you're it's a marathon basically mm -hmm. yeah but then when i'm shooting a short it is a sprint and so the way like I, the way I do everything, the last project I shot was a short film and the way I'm sleeping, eating, it's just so different. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm drinking way more coffee because I can, mm -hmm. but yeah, then yeah. when I'm on a TV show, I'm like, well, no, 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 no. I have to be careful because I need to make sure coffee still works three months from now. Right. right. So I have like really strict rules about my sleep, about my diet, about all that stuff. And, and so, but then on a short, it's like, now just go for it like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like and and i i've been trying to figure out it's been a long time since i've shot i mean i was a young man when i shot like a really true like micro budget feature mm -hmm. and i've been kind of thinking about it a lot lately i have a director who we just sort of chat about it because we're you know the frustration of trying to get anything made oh my god yeah it, it's just like uh it's you know the it's our life the past <laughs> it's all we yeah, do <laughs> like it's exhausting yeah. right and so I wonder, and well, and and I wonder for you guys, unless I, uh, I missed it, you have not made a, a feature, right? Like no, no, sort I, of, I do, but no. Yeah, really. we we haven't, and, yeah. and it's it's always just you know because like people go like, well, it's like a short, but just double it. I'm like, yeah, you'd think. Quadruple <laughs> it. It's not quite how that works. Yeah. Plus, it's like, um, yeah, it's so like it, exponential it, I have. I I have I have a, a feature length script that I have written ready to go. It's yeah. a sci-fi that Just like saying. if so, if somebody was like, <laughs> here's some money, yeah. like okay. Yeah. But that's that's another thing is that because we're so used to working, like when we watch sometimes you know we watch something that's very independent. We're like, oh, what was the budget? And they're like, oh, we only had seventy five thousand dollars. I'm like, you had seventy five thousand dollars? Like, yeah, it took us like three months. Right. I'm like, we could have shot that in two weeks. I could have made four films with that. Because we're yeah. so used to having to do so much, well, so it depends it's like if you're in the. It, it depends on like making if you're making that film um, 
in the system, you know, like true. Yeah. If if we're able to function the way we do, I could do a whole lot with that. But yeah, when you're like, hey, in order to get this next shot, we'll see you in 40 minutes. I'm like, we're killing time here. Like what is happening? (laughs) Like that would drive me nuts. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, we crowdfund, we'll do crowdfunding, but we always throw most of our own money in there. And so we always have, you know, a dog in the race, if you will, because it, it is our money as well. And um you know so it's always just like day by day and that's what we've learned the most is like could you push it yes that usually doesn't work though and then you know it's like all right so we wanted to save two days worth of money by not having to do these two extra days and now this scene got rushed and now we have to cut the whole scene because we didn't do a very good job of it you know so that's probably like Mm. the main thing we've learned is like all right it would be nice if we can get this done in this time but let's not push that because we're going to knock the whole thing off, you yeah. know? Plus with features, I yeah. have this like unwarranted stigma about what our first feature is, right? Because that'll that'll always be your first feature, right? right? And so it's like, you know, we've had plenty of guests on here that are directors and their first feature went on to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you know, and so in my head, I've built up our first feature as having to be something that it's not a success on Hulu and you know what I mean let's like you know it goes to these film fests and blah 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 and so like I've I've done that I'm fine with it just being on prime yeah yeah. (laughs) 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 like I I've started because I've always had this I think most people most filmmakers I think we all have that like your first feature is your first feature it's got to really but I and I, man, it might come to me. There was some director, like a well-known director, that I just found out has a first feature that, like, as I've never heard about, mm. and they just like try and bury it. And it, and I was like, wait. So they had a, and there are a number of directors who their first feature is like. I mean, even Kubrick had one like called The Killer or something, or was that his second one? He had, or no, his first one was a boxing one, and he just like. He he went through legal battles to not have it released. Mm. Like there are so there are exceptions, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very fascinated by, especially when I see the machine and when what what comes with money. Like obviously, money is great for yeah. time and crew and mm-hmm. equipment and da da da. But it really also brings other things with it. It brings other voices, other yep. requirements. Mm-hmm. Yep. And more and more, especially when I think about like a first feature, it, what, I, what I want out of it, what I want kind of out of anything, but especially a first feature that if I'm watching somebody's is that it has like a, um, I don't know, a, a flavor that it's something right. that right. it's not like that that four quadrants that we're not trying mm-hmm. to, that it's like somebody wants to do something and make some bold choices mm-hmm. probably many of them out of necessity we didn't have time for more coverage so the whole scene is in this one shot you know yep. whatever it is but i have been thinking about that like trying to keep like the scale of short that you are mm, let's call it comfortable with or whatever like, what would it mean if you tried to make that a feature? Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody I know who's done that, myself included, like, yeah, it's a nightmare. It <laughs> sucks. Like, it, it's, yeah. but, but I can't help but, like, I'm, I, I, and maybe it's just because I haven't done it in a little while, but I'm just like, man, that idea of something that's just, look, it's three of us. Like, yeah. and then we get a couple actors and like, we don't have to worry about everything else. Yeah. And maybe that means more rehearsal time. Maybe it means there's no lighting. Maybe it's like, you're just like really strict about we're shooting 
everything in this kitchen from noon to five. Like, yeah. Bring out the bounce boards. We don't have time for lighting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I I think about it a lot, but I think I've romanticized it a little yeah. bit. But I, yeah. I I you know, and I, you always yeah. have to have good sound. You can't get around bad. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and that that was like a huge thing for us. Like when we finally got a sound person, we were like, oh, shit, like we can't go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't go mm-hmm. back now. We can't go to like here, hold that, and try yeah. not to hit the ceiling with it. You right. know, I mean, and then plus you our know, other you try. skill sets have have grown too. Yeah. So you know, now you know it's. Right. It'd be one thing if we were still learning about lighting and the sound, you know, so it all, but to have certain aspects of your film that are amazing and other aspects that aren't is, there's nothing worse than that. And like, to your point. But there is the overthinking of it too. Well, I I don't, I don't know. There's, to his point of like, I think about it too, because, you know, when I first started out, I was making really bad horror films with, with my Home friends. Depot lighting. Home Depot lights. We started we just with Home Depot and lights. And it was just <laughs> a yeah. With a gel. Just it a gel. absolute <laughs> blast. And I always think I'm like, man, that would be so fun to film like that again. But yeah. then I'm like, it's going to look horrible. You're a perfectionist. I'll have fun. Right. I'll have fun doing it, I'm sure. But I'm not going to yeah. want to show anybody. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing. I've like com- totally romanticized that. Like I would never be happy with it because I would be the first yeah. day on set. Like, nope, nope. This is just, no, this is not happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. You, have, like, yeah, it's, it's you balance it. Yeah. You have to just well, kind of balance it a bit. And I mm-hmm. think like. It would be awesome to, I think where that would be the most successful is if you, you can have a tiny crew, but everybody's got to be on the same page and kind of on the same level. Like if you watch somebody's work, you're like, you know what? I can work with these people. Like we can have a crew, you know, a casting crew of 10 people. We can make this work with, including, you know, actors and everything, but everybody's got to be on, on their game, you know, like everybody's got to be ready to do this. And, um, you know, so yeah, we have... We only have ourselves to blame if something fails. There is that whole aspect of it because I don't have a producer saying to me, "Oh, I can get well." Well, that's what the producer wanted, so you know, it's yeah. not my fault. It is our fault, you know. And it, it happens yeah. on every sh- on every um, shoot. You know, we watch the footage and we go through it, and it's like, "Huh, should have done that differently." And it's just kind of a mental note where I think where a lot of people go, like, "What a failure!" I'm like, "No, this is part of." This is part of micro budget filmmaking. We don't have a lot of money. We have a skeleton Absolutely. crew. You're going to make mistakes. It's about do your mistakes really uh, do, do they shine to an audience? Because that's his thing, right? Where he like he'll obsess about something as a cinematographer, and I'm going, no one's going to notice that. You notice that? Right. Maybe another DP is going to notice that. Nobody's going to notice that. That's not going to bother anybody the way it's bothering you. Yeah. And it's certainly, certainly nobody's going to notice it at a film festival where this is like on a pull down screen. You're doing all of this post work. And I, I can assure you that's going to be lost <laughs> like uh, yeah. on the little screen that they that they play this on. You're not going to see any of those details unless it's on but a TV. But I'll know. But you'll know. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, did you Uh-oh. watch the recent Project Greenlight? Uh, oh, sorry. I lost you for oh. a second. You're back. <laughs> it, was, it was very brief. Uh, I heard Project Greenlight. Did you watch the it? recent one? Oh, no. Yeah. I, so I, I just found out that existed. I loved yeah. that back in the day. Yeah. yeah so no, I, 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 I definitely recommend this season, but it was oh, a frustrating watch for us because there's the one hand where you're like, oh, what an awesome experience this would be, right? For like HBO to be if like, they all gave right, us $3 we million give, yeah, we give three million dollars to make a movie. Right. But then 
you're having to deal with things we don't ever have to deal with because we don't have producers. So when you say, I really want this actor and the producers are going, do you though? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, that means you're not getting that person because <laughs> we want the other person and you have right. to abide by that because it's someone else's money. So it's like that, the catch 22, right? Of like, wouldn't it be great? Yeah. But then with that is coming so many rules and and so many restrictions that you really can't fight and i think that if you watch the show that was like we we wanted to go through the screen and be like you just gotta let it go just yeah, let it go right. because this this first one just do it the way they want you to do it get your foot in the door and th yeah. that's what I kept saying to myself. Yeah. I'd be like, you don't want that actor? All right, fine. We'll use whoever you want. Next. Well, Let's think, see, you know, because I'm I not going to like argue yeah. this with you because ultimately <laughs> you're going to get your way. Right. And then I'm going to be stressed. But I think it brings up a good point. And I'd love to hear your take on this and that, you know, for me, I've been working in the motion design and 3D industry forever. And so I've mm -hmm. really learned to balance my creative drive, what I want to do and all that sort of stuff with direction and with confines and with all that sort of stuff so i am able to kind of balance like i really want this to happen but it can't happen so i have to let it go and then make whatever it is that they want and make that look good and be as invested in that as i am in my own thing so i've really learned to balance that so i know like i could survive in that world but i feel like a lot of people can't and so i wonder how you kind of balance that are you asking in terms of like my own like a creative or artistic satisfaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. You or, kind of. Or... You kind of hinted at it a little bit before, but I'm just kind of curious. Like as you go up in the in the in the world of you know the DP world, like how how you personally are able to kind of balance like mm -hmm. you know yeah your creative yeah, yeah. no it, yeah. it's I think about it all the time. I definitely don't have um, solution. Uh, it, it's because it is a constant problem and there are, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a place where I get, you know, a project, if I'm lucky enough to have a project come my way or to be one of the people that they're considering, um, you know, I have to really work to, I mean, sometimes I fall in love with it right away, mm. but sometimes, you know, it's, it's gonna generally these days if I get hired for a job, it means generally, sadly, I'm going to be leaving home for three to six months hmm. and I'm going to be working with people I maybe have never met before. And so it's, as I'm getting older, like that used to be so exciting to me, but now yeah. I'm like, you know, that's, I like my life. I like being home. Right. Yeah. I like, I like not working. <laughs> uh, so, so I need to fall in love with it. And then also the work is, I mean, you guys know, the work is so hard, like being on set, yeah. the yeah. prep, like all of that, it's stressful. As we're talking about, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of ego. So it's it's hard work. And so for me, I have to fall in love with a thing. And the the sometimes projects come my way that I'm like, man, I could really use that money, but I just don't, I can't find a way in. Right. And so I've turned, you know, I have an agent and she and I talk a lot about this stuff. And sometimes she had to scold me a couple of years ago or a few years ago now where I got a script sent and, and I read it and I was like, I don't really like it. She's like, Andy, you don't like anything. <laughs> Not everything. Like you, you gotta, uh, and so, but it is, it is a real thing. Like I have, I'm really lucky to, to put a, a, a positive version because basically to quickly close that loop is, um, I'm still working on it. 
and I usually find something that I can be excited about. Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. some aspect. It, like be, and sometimes it's a challenge. I'm like, okay, this isn't my taste or this isn't my visual style, but can I do that? Mm. Right. Like, am I capable of doing that? Let me try that. I took a job some years ago that I was like not super drawn to it, but I was like, I've never shot anything like this. And do I even know how? And I was legitimately nervous. And that nervousness is what led me to be like, oh, well, I kind of want the job now mm. to, to yeah. challenge myself. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, for this most recent job, Our Flag Means Death, like it's a, you know, special effects, it's pirates, it's a period piece, it has like all these elements that I'd never shot before. And it would every once in a while when just being able to shoot something different, just mm-hmm. different, is like, is so exciting because you get very quickly, you get pigeonholed. And so, you know, the most popular show that I've shot is called Pen 15. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah. it's a female-led comedy, female-led half-hour comedy. And after that, the only things I got called for, the only thing, 100% of the things that would come my way were female-led half-hour comedies that felt oh. like Pen 15. Like, that's why I got the call. Right. and that, Which is great. Like, I'm what, a, what? how lucky am I that I have a niche of any kind? Yeah. But... After doing like cert- a certain number yeah. of years of that, I was like, man, I just would. And right. then Starved Rock, Murders at Starved Rock came my way because the DP had to step away. Mm-hmm. And I know the director. And the director was like, hey, could you come and step in? And I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> something, you know, dark. Right. Just literally dark. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, was, that was it. So, it, you know, it's kind of a, a not not really answering your question, but just to say that there are often like little threads mm-hmm. in that I I can really grip that I'm like I'm gonna practice beauty lighting or I'm gonna I'm gonna use these lenses and see how I can push that push the look with this different type of lens or I'm gonna try a new filter pack let me see what this does to skin like I'm I I tend to be experimenting with something that's technical that but that's giving me a creative flavor that probably i'm the only one noticing mm-hmm. but i'm feeling like oh i'm getting to stretch a little i'm getting to you know and then sometimes a producer comes over and is like hey man uh what's up with uh, this cloudy look or or why, why is this dark like you get a lot of so it is still bad you're like what you don't like, see what i what yeah. you, okay fine you don't get we it we shot the whole first scene <laughs> so we're kind of stuck sorry yeah, yeah. so it's continuity it's, it's continuity 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 <laughs> Yeah. Is there, but, yeah, I wonder, I, yeah. oh, but I'm that's, sorry. That's it for me is, no, no, no. is the challenge aspect of it. I, I see that challenge and I take it on where if I'm like, uh, you know, in my day job, let's say if I'm doing a graphic and I'm like, this is so boring and stupid. And it's like, well, what can I do in the confines that I have that I could make this happy awesome, yeah. you know? And so that I'm able yeah. to find a little bit of, not totally, obviously, if in a perfect world, somebody would give me a bunch of money and I'd make my own stuff. But, you know, that, <laughs> that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah. But uh, in at least in, in the world in which we are still kind of at a like a blue collar level right i mean we're being hired to do something mm-hmm. right and so yeah and to find find a satisfaction in that and so i'm I'm lucky that i that i was able to find that early in my career and not have to burn out on sets or whatever to do yeah. it you know yeah but you see a lot yeah. i was curious though um if you had your 
if you had the 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 opportunity to film any type of genre, what is it that you like the most? I, I mean, we know you love female-led comedies, half-hour comedies. We know <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, right. But... I do. I do. I'm very happy. Um, but what yeah. is your like your, you know, like a, I don't know. I mean, you know, like I'm I, I'm all over like you know Fincher type you know yeah. dramatic kind of thriller type moody, stuff yeah. moody like i love that type of stuff and yeah. so i would love to work on that but i wonder what is it that you like yeah well so what i've noticed so you know growing up i refer to like 12 year old andy all the time because <laughs> like, he was so into movies like he's what kicked it all off and you know he was like really into he was i was really <laughs> into uh uh like horror and sci-fi mm -hmm. I, I was really and then as i've gotten older i i definitely became more artsy fartsy mm -hmm. like i love uh i just heard the term have you guys heard this uh slow cinema no have, have you heard so i just heard it like slow um, burn like if something's a slow burn kind of yeah, yeah. and it's kind of I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with like tarkovsky yeah um mm -hmm. but he, he's like you know it's literally slow okay. like it's very yeah. it's like very few cuts it's a slow pace and i it's something that i'm really into i mm. really like it um and just and so over time i'm feeling my tastes change but all that said there is currently where i am in my career a piece of me that really wants to shoot something that 12 year old Andy would love. Right. Like yeah. I, so, which would mean like a, probably a science fiction with some scale would be nice. Yeah. But the truth is, this is going to be kind of a lame answer, but it's something that I just, I love, as I mentioned earlier, a flavor. Like I love a bold choice. Mm. And the thing that excites me the most is when I'm watching a movie. Or I'm, or somebody's pitching me a story or something, and I'm like, "That's crazy! Like, can you even do that? Like, can, right. or like, this is like that." I get excited about the literal filmmaking. Yeah. I love the filmmaking itself. So if I get to do something, which means probably by necessity that it has to be a low, low budget thing, mm -hmm. that it can take a huge swing and be crazy and weird. Um, that's the thing that I, I right now just feel like the most hungry for. Yeah. Um, but that stuff, you know, is extremely rare. It's rare. So have you seen um, um, yeah. uh, Upstream Color? Yeah. 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 I think of like so when you yeah. say like a slow like that, it's the kind of movie mm -hmm. where like you're not th this is a slow burn. But I was just so invested in the story. It's so simple. Nothing crazy yeah. was happening, which is why I like psychological thrillers so much more than just a straight horror or something, because it's just like I like when when everyone in the room can have a different interpretation of what's going on. Or, But yeah. a movie like that was Shane Carruth, I believe, was the director of that. Yeah. I remember watching that and just being like, this is so bizarre, but not in a pretentious way. You know, sometimes you watch something, you're like, oh, for the love of God, right. like, <laughs> I, I feel like we've been here for nine hours. Like this was I, I can't do this anymore. But it was just such an interesting concept, and the, and the 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 actors were so good in it. It was so convincing that you're just yeah. like, wow, this is like, oh, so this is why they were feeling this, and you know, and then you got the pig and the sounds, and you're like, oh shit, you know, like yeah. that kind of slow burn is is 
I do enjoy those types of movies like that. You know, you can teeter over to the side where you're just like, this is just pretentious for the sake of it. And then there's something like that that kind of makes you think. um, Yeah, it's taking a big swing. Yeah, it's really trying stuff. Even if that doesn't work, because a lot of times we'll watch films and we'll be like, you know what? I didn't. I didn't love this. I didn't but... love this, but I'm so glad it was made. Yeah. Right. And I'm so glad yes. this, this director or, or writer, whoever made this choice, because the fact that we're still in a place where you can make bold choices like this is very exciting. And so and I think great art isn't going to appeal to everybody. Right. I mean, that's the point of it. And Nothing so, does. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so. Yeah. So right. when I don't like a film for the bold choice, I still respect the hell out of it and i'm glad mm. it was made and i'll continue to watch whatever the, those people are doing to, to you know even though this one didn't hit for me but if Maybe if the i next find one, one that will, does yeah. and it's like this then oh my god it's gonna be amazing yeah 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 i think that's that's really like at the core of where i sit these days is just like something that's somebody's trying something you get you get an autumn like you're at least a b like just you're trying and even and exactly as you guys said like even if i don't like it that's fine like i just and especially now you know there's so much it's crazy now how many shows and movies streaming and everything it's all over the place yeah it's bananas so you're never get there's no such thing as getting caught up i used to feel that way like Mm -hmm. okay ooh, i missed this i can catch it i can Mm -hmm. you know and feel like i've seen everything and now you know, there are entire streaming services that have big libraries. I'm like, I've never seen anything on that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's so it, it's it's so hard. So I just want things to stand out. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, what a and it's which is harder and harder to do just because there's so much. So yes, yeah. there's so much noise out yeah. there. It's yeah, it's really. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird time in our industry. Uh, and I'm curious what it looks like five years from now yeah i think we're yeah we're going hopefully not much different but who knows we'll see well i'm curious to see where you will be five years from now hopefully come back on the show (laughs) let us know where uh, you know what 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 you're working on um thank you so much for being on yeah thank you guys for having me i uh i really i dig i dig your podcast uh just like true indie film discussion is um is is just it's it's the best like I, I i still no matter where i am in my career i always i'm just like i don't know if it's just because that's what i fell in love with mm. or what but just like indie film is it's just always the most exciting yeah and exhausting yeah now we just need everyone to think that way yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no because yeah. then you know it's like anything right it's like you don't it's almost like you don't want it to become any kind of super popular yeah you can't be too big thing. that's right yeah. well, we know? need to yeah. be big enough to get budgets that's what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's thank you true. i was i did want to say what just just one no, last thing for no, you guys please. um i love i think the approach that you guys have from my understanding of it is um, in terms of the filmmaking is like making shorts and just keep making things. Yeah, uh-huh. I really do think that that's the most valuable. Like the hundred percent because it's all like tiny steps, you know. And it gets frustrating because you never get to you know you're like yeah. I want to be here, I want to, yeah. but that also never goes away. You always want yeah. to be somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, no matter where you are. Um, but I really more and more I'm just like oh the more you shoot the more you learn. There's yep. no other way. Yep. We can watch yeah. YouTube things all the time. But yep. yeah, so yeah, I, I commend you on doing it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we learn so much on every shoot. 
um mm-hmm. you know the 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 dark side of that is that you hate everything you make right because it's like <laughs> oh yeah you know, i hate everything i've ever shot you know and so you <laughs> watch you're like this lighting's horrible here i wish i had more time to put the light where i wanted to here or whatever it is you know i wish i directed yeah. the you know whatever um uh so that's the the horrible side of it but the good side is that yeah on the next shoot that will never happen again you know so it's like right. yeah. you know it, it's that sort of stuff and so yeah um i encourage everybody to just just go shoot stuff it's the best education yeah, there is that's really the way it, it really really is no thank yeah. you so much thank you guys very much Bye. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of the the day. How will, you guys are three o'clock. All right. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. We will. Yeah. All right. All right. Cheers. That was that was Andy. Good old Andy. Good old Andy. Yeah, he was really fun. I was excited to talk to him because he's worked on a lot of stuff that that yeah. we watch or that I've watched. And super nice guy. Oh my god. Like he's just. Uh, I could have talked to him forever. Yeah. Like when they're like, so let me ask you a question. We're like, oh, <laughs> we're being interviewed. He's kind of my hero. <laughs> I feel like, Aww. you know, he's just, he's doing the thing. He's doing know? the thing, yeah. And I'm sure it's, you know, I'm sure I've romanticized. Well, maybe he'll let you shadow him. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to be away for three to six months. I don't yeah. know how much you're going to like that. Well, I don't have to shadow him the whole time. I just <laughs> pop in for a day here and there. What are the, what are the best days that you got? Yeah. I, can I can I be there on those days? Just I'll be, his, I'll be, out. uh. I'll just be the uh, the person that can yell at other people. Like the first day he's giving you trouble, I got this. No, you don't. You'll. <laughs> well, I'll have to go with you. I'll have. I'll have no stakes, so I'll be able to do it. <laughs> He'll be like, "What are they gonna you fire know, me?" That's yeah. frustrating. You'll be like, "I'm on it. Go yell at that guy over there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to shadow you shadowing him. Is that how yeah. that's gonna work? Um, yeah, it was really, really awesome talking to him. And, um, I mean, if you haven't checked out his work, he's, he's done so many things that, that, that you've probably seen, but you should look him up and, and, um, check his work out. It was really exciting. We, (laughs) it was like, we had an original date and then something happened. I think we had a fest or some, I don't remember what happened. And then we had another date and then I think that got moved. And so like, then it was today. I was like, if we don't actually talk to this guy, (laughs) I don't, it's, I don't know what's happening like the stars have to align, but it was absolutely worth the wait. Um, yeah. Really, really cool dude. And, and like, uh, I don't know, maybe one day he'll be like, you know, I'm so bored and I just need to film something yeah. and, psh, and money's like, no object. We're taking a big, bold swing here. <laughs> all right. We'll be like, all right, we'll let you DP our film. Yeah. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Andy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you up in an email one day when I'm like, remember how you were wondering why we haven't done a feature yet? And we we're talking about yeah. features, money, yeah. mouth, let's do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much time have you got? We could probably shoot this in about 10 days. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what's going on next week. We've just got the, there's so many things. There's just things. There's always things. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we also did finally get our schedule for the Mystic Film Festival. The tickets mm-hmm. don't go on sale until I, I think a couple of days. Actually, no, by the time this drops, it sh- you should be able to get tickets. Um, but for where we are right now, it's in a couple of days. Our film in the gray will be playing in the uh, luxury cinemas, Mystic Luxury Cinemas on Sunday. Was that the 22nd? It would, be help- it would be helpful if I knew the dates, yeah. right? Or if I was just like, yeah, it's playing at some point in October. Just go check it out. Um, I believe it's October 22nd. It's block five, which I think starts at 2, 2 to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the dramatic block. Yeah. Um, 
I always this is why we we do like this film festival a lot because they will kind of like theme put it, you yeah theme it, yeah. it to like oh, okay because then like how do you vote for something in that block yeah, when it's yeah. all over it's like well there was a comedy there was a drama there was a sci-fi it's like well those are all different movies I don't know yeah. it's like I don't know how to kind of really like vote for that or whatever not that we expect to win anything honestly but because it's a pretty big fest we probably won't we've won before but i think we've pushed our luck with that <laughs> that's probably it um but it's fine we, we just that's happy okay that just they like going it. there we, we it's a good festival and it doesn't hurt that um you know they're not far away from a very good ice cream place mm-hmm. right on the on the uh, right by the bridge there on mystic yeah, yeah it's really yeah. good it's a good butter pecan and i know that ages me i sound like i should be you know filling out my aarp application when i say that but it's the only place that i get butter pecan so i don't get it very often cuz yeah. you know it's only like when we get into the festivals and stuff but uh it rocks yeah there. we we use we use all of our fest whenever we go to festivals as cheat days. Yeah, we're like, what's near there that that's yeah. yummy to eat? Yeah, let's go do that. Um, yeah. So if you are in the area or want to check it out, we'll be uh, we'll be in the block five, I believe two to four p.m. on Sunday the twenty second. And shout out, shout outs to MoGraph, to MoGraph. And MoGraph thank you so Network. much for joining us. And next week will be a surprise. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.